When I whet my flashing sword and my hand takes hold on judgment, I will take vengeance upon mine enemies and I will repay those who hate me. O Lord, raise me to thy right hand and count me among thy saints. Welcome back to episode 188 of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. And just a quick note, my email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist, where also in my Instagram I have a link tree that has all of my social media content, which is basically Telegram, the podcast, and my Instagram. So feedback is always welcome, and uh, been getting some really good emails from my listeners, so I do appreciate that and keep them coming. So today we're going to delve into a very, very interesting uh, talk, and it's uh, learn how to reprogram your mind. As you know, a lot of people, they are in a state of existence where they're running that subconscious mind script, and they don't do any critical thinking or making an evaluation of the state of their life or the state of their being. They just trot along, you know, day after day, rinse, wash, and repeat, you know, eating the same food, falling into the same uh, negative and destructive habits. So, again, I don't want to... Sometimes when I, I feel myself as I'm speaking on the podcast that I, I you know, I'm either talking down or kind of highly criticizing, and that's not my, my goal or my aim at all. Really, what... My intention is is to people take a really deep, hard, cold look at their lives and their state of life and their situation, uh, the state of their existence, and make an evaluation of where they are, whether they're happy with it or not. Uh, and you could be, you know, hitting home runs and living life great, and and that's good, and you still need to make these evaluations. Or you could be in a state of suffering and addiction, in uh, and, and a state of uh, where, where you're not living your self-realized life and you're just running the script off this matrix system. So either way you look at it, this these are, you know, you're not going to get uh, to live your best life or live the best version of your life by um, avoiding these hard truths. You have to take a hard, cold look into them, look into the mirror, look into your own eyes and, and say to yourself, you know, am I following the right path? Am I taking the right steps to advance my life in, in the way I want it to go? So the problem with our society, society today is everyone is looking for instant gratification and everybody is a superstar right out of the box. You know, I'm, I'm hitting home runs and I'm I'm the Michael Jordan of my own life. And, and what they're doing is sitting, you know, naked on a beanbag eating, uh, eating Cheetos. That's not the move, man. You know, you want to really elevate yourself. You know, if you have a family, if you have kids, you want to you know, be a role model to them and, and you want to be in a state where you are unfolding this gift that of life that God has given us so that you can live it in the right way, right? And then so that you could spread this knowledge and this positive energy out towards people where once you've kind of started breaking down this matrix code, you can actually share these secrets with your friends and people that you know. And again, that's one of the reasons why I do this on the podcast. So, we're going to delve into this topic real quick right now. How many people actually believe in the idea that the way you think has some effect on your life? So how many people actually woke up this morning and consciously created a future? You know why the biggest reason most people don't do it? 
is because you don't really believe it's true. You see, if you knew on a gut level that it was absolutely true, would you ever let a day just go by without building towards your future goals, aims, and aspirations in life? Would you ever let any thoughts slip by your awareness that you didn't want to experience? So your brain, according to neuroscience, is organized to reflect everything you know in your life. Your brain is a record of your environment, a record, an artifact of your past. So if you believe this then, then does your environment control your thinking or does your thinking control your environment? So if you wake up in the morning and you get up out of bed on the same exact side that you did the day before, you shut the alarm clock off with the same finger, you slip into your favorite slippers, you know the fluffy slippers with the rabbit ears on, you shuffle into the bathroom and use the toilet as you always do. Then you walk over to the mirror and you look at yourself to remember who you are. Then you get into the shower and you wash yourself in the same routine way. Then you groom yourself so that you look the way everybody expects you to look. Then you go downstairs and drink coffee out of your favorite mug. Then you drive to work the same way you did the day before. You see the same people that push the same emotional buttons. You do the same processes and the same work that you've memorized so well that you've done the day before and the day before that and the day before that that you're now an expert at without even having to think. Then at the end of the day, you hurry up to rush home. Then you hurry up and check your emails and hurry up and return all of your missed calls so you can hurry up and go to bed so you can hurry up and do it all over again tomorrow. Rinse, wash, and repeat. Now here's my question. Did your brain change at all that day? We can say that you were thinking the same thoughts, performing the same actions. We can say that you were thinking the same thoughts, performing the same actions that create the same experiences, that produce the same emotional, but secretly expecting something to change in your life. So then, as the environment turns on different circuits in your brain, you begin to think equal to your environment. As you see the same people, and go to the same places, and do the same things. At the same time, the external environment that's turning on different circuits in your brain, causing you to think equal to everything that you know. And as long as you think equal to everything that you know, what do you keep creating more of? The same life. The quantum law is still applying to you. You're just thinking equal to everything that you know. And you keep creating more of the same. To change, to truly change, is to think greater than your environment. And every great person in history knew this. Whether it was Nikola Tesla, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, Henry Ford, they all had a vision. They all had an idea. They couldn't see it. They couldn't smell it. They couldn't taste or touch it. But it was alive and animated in their mind, bubbling up and coming to life. Life in their mind, life in their pineal gland. And they could envision it. It was so alive in their mind, they began to live as if that reality was actually happening now. So can you believe in a future that you can't see or experience with your senses yet? That you've thought about enough times in your mind that your brain has already changed to look like the event has already happened? Neuroscience says that it's absolutely possible. You know, that whole quantum entanglement thing where you're actually realizing your reality through your own 
innate capabilities and projecting into the future what you need to do. Now, your personality creates your personal reality. That's it. It's that simple. And your personality is made up of how you think, how you act, and how you feel. So the present personality who is sitting here today, you, has created the present personal reality called your life. Do you agree? Would you also agree then if you wanted to create a new personal reality that on a fundamental level you would have to change the thoughts that you are thinking, the behaviors and habits that you are demonstrating, and the emotions that you've memorized that have become part of your identity. And most people try to create a new personal reality as the same personality and it never works. We have to become somebody else. And I don't mean like a schizophrenic person with multiple personalities, but what I I like to look at it in this terms, and, and, and in some instances I've heard it said before and I've said it myself, you have to unlearn everything that you've learned up to this point because they become patterns and ruts and just a repeating cycle of you doing the same actions over and over again, expecting a different result. And you know that quote, um, the definition of insanity is repeating the same actions over and over again and expecting a different outcome. So it's something that you really want to think about. So when I say you have to be a different personality or a different person, I mean that you actually, like let's say it's a train and it's running on the same tracks, on the same tracks, on the same tracks. It's running from New York City to Boston, Massachusetts on that line. But at some point, you have to get off that line and get onto that uh, track that's going to take you to Providence, Rhode Island, let's say. You know, you have to you have to deviate from what you've been doing and, and kind of switch, switch your reality or switch your, your mechanistic way of thinking and, 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 and go onto a new track into a new direction so you can change because, again, you're repeating the same things over and over again. And it's funny, but like I can remember when I was 11 years old. I was at the time I was living in Brooklyn. Actually, my my uh, older sister took me to live with her for for a couple of years. Actually, because you know this life was getting rough, and she kind of reached out to me and uh, went to live with my sister up in Boston, Massachusetts. And it was amazing the paradigm shift that I experienced once I got there, like I went to this public school there and uh, it looked like uh, a public school out of old England, Oliver Twist or something like that. It had these, these wooden desks that it looked like a barn basically, but it was so beautiful. It was the name of the school was the Prince school up in Massachusetts. I think it was Boylston street or Newberry street, but I experienced a whole different paradigm shift. And I noticed that, um, I'm not going to say that my life went much better or worse, but it just rattled my cage and just changed my whole perception of the world. And I said, I did not know that this world existed. I was just used to those same patterns and cycles that I was experiencing, the Wyckoff Garden Projects and Gowanus Projects in downtown Brooklyn. And uh, just over and over again, the same hustle, the same grind, the same, you know, mechanistic thinking where, you know, you got to stand up for yourself and don't let anybody play you and all that stuff like that. And I experienced a different paradigm shift, a different world. And it really did change my life, like, immensely. I, my mind began to open up and I began to experience and learn new things. I can remember I had a school teacher, I believe I was in sixth or seventh grade. 
And uh, my English teacher, she, we weren't reading the whole books, but she was introducing us to Beowulf, which is an epic, um, Julius Caesar by Shakespeare, and uh, Julius Caesar, uh, A Separate Reality, just all kind of different books that I've never heard of before, and it just shook up the whole whole way I was thinking. What was the other book? Um, August Huxley. Just, just craziness, and at, at such a young age, it really, again, it just shook me up to where it changed my whole, my whole paradigm, my whole way of thinking, and my, my whole persona. So then, as you keep thinking the same thoughts, performing the same actions, living by the same experiences that produce the same emotions, there's a principle in neuroscience that says nerve cells that fire together wire together, and if you keep repeating the same states of mind embody over and over again, your brain begins to fire in the same sequences, same patterns in the same combination. And whenever you make your brain work in a certain way, that's called mind. Mind is the brain in action. So as you remind yourself every day who you think you are, you're causing your brain to fire in the exact same ways. And as they fire and wire in the same patterns, over time, the brain moves into a very finite signature, and that's called your personality. Now that box in your brain isn't literally a box, but it's the most commonly wired, neurologically fired programs that run redundantly because, because we keep doing the same things over and over again expecting a different result, which is insanity. To change your mind then and your thinking patterns is to make the brain work in new sequences and new patterns and new combinations neurologically to begin to make the brain work differently. And the one ingredient that allows us to do that is knowledge, information. Because every time you learn something new, you make a new neurological connection in your brain. That's what learning is. Learning is forging new neurological connections in your brain. Remembering is maintaining or sustaining those connections. So now, Every time you have a thought, you make a chemical. And if you have a great thought, an epiphany, an unlimited thought, a joyful thought, you turn on a set of circuits in your brain that fires in a very specific sequence and pattern in combination that produces a level of mind that turns on another part of the brain that makes a chemical for you to begin to feel exactly the way that you were just thinking, great or unlimited or joyful now, if you have a negative thought, or an unhappy thought, or self-depreciating thought, you turn on a different set of circuits in a different combination, in a different sequence, that produces a different level of mind. And the brain begins to make a different batch of chemicals that triggers you to feel exactly the way that you were just thinking. Negative, or unhappy, or unworthy, or demoralized. So the moment you begin to feel the way you think, because the brain is in constant communication, with your body, you begin to think the way you feel, which makes more chemicals to make you feel the way you think, then you think the way you feel, and you feel the way you think. And some people do this for 20 or 30 or 40 years, just running this script, 20 go to 10. And what that means is in the computer, basic computer language, every line uh, has a number, so you have line 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, but you have a loop. And the command, let's say, uh, you know, you have line 10 is say hello. And then line 20, it says, 
20 go to 10 so it's just going to say hello again so it's just an endless loop and that's how many people live their lives 20 30 40 50 years they live their whole life you know running that same script or waiting for that magical moment to come where um a lot of people live their life in a sense that they're waiting for this moment to come in their life that and whatever that moment might be you know like a lightning bolt comes down or they find a box of money or you know they get discovered or let's say you know they're an entertainer and like somebody discovers them and this all this magical stuff is just going to happen because they're so great and they're waiting for this moment and they end up being 70 years old realizing that that moment never came but in actual reality if they had the reperception and they wouldn't set up correctly in their thinking they would realize that every moment of your life is that moment every single moment of your life is that moment more or less i mean you're going to have bad days and off times and stuff like that but never live your life waiting for that magical moment to come because that magical moment is right now my friend now the redundancy of that cycle over time creates what i call a state of being and a state of being is when your mind and body are working together thoughts and feelings are aligned to a concept so thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body and if people get caught in this cycle of thinking and feeling and feeling and thinking over time they condition their body to memorize that emotion as well as the conscious mind and whenever the body knows as well as the mind that's called a habit a habit is when your body is the mind now 95 percent of who you are by the time you're 35 years old is a set of memorized behaviors a set of emotional reactions beliefs perceptions attitudes that run just like a computer program so 5% of your conscious mind begins to work against 95% of what you've memorized. So the person wants to think positively, but they're feeling negatively. They want to create their dream board where they can put up their future life, dreams, goals, aspirations, but they feel unworthy. That's mind and body in opposition. We have to recondition the body to a new mind. So how many people or how many of us know someone who's memorized suffering and you say to that person hey did you read that book that I gave you what do they say no hey listen later on we're gonna go out and play a game of full-court basketball or we're gonna go fishing or we're gonna go play some uh, two-hand touch football in the park or you know check out this new movie that just came out you want to come no I'm okay I'm just gonna go home and you know eat some SpaghettiOs or something and watch reruns of Gilligan's Island so so in actuality what they're really saying is I'm insisting on this neurological chemical order that I've established in my brain no person experience or thought can move us away from it we're just frozen on the same repetitive thought pattern where the mind and body are just locked into the same cycle of suffering and repetitive repetitive thinking just same existence day after day after day without breaking that that vicious cycle and we need to realize that our brain and our thought patterns can bring us neurologically closer to living our more desired more fulfilled existence if we just change the way our mind-body connections work and the way we fire those neurological patterns in our brain you know just change the way we think 
And again, it's not easy, but this is something you need to work at by knowledge, by following other people that, you know, have a uh, set of good experience for you where you can learn from them and learn from when they speak about how to live a more fulfilled life. You know, you need to read the right books and listen to the right speakers that can move you away from this stale mind-body connection of suffering and move you into a position where you can really enjoy your life and become self-realized as God intended us to be. In the quantum field, universal mind, the singularity, whatever you want to call it, it responds to who you're being, not what you're thinking, not what you're feeling, but who you're being, which is a combination of the mind and body, which is your state of being. Most people wait for crisis or some tragic event in their life or loss or something that really throws them completely off of their um, off of their living experience, where they have to, they ha- without choice, they have to change their thought patterns or the way they live because they cannot go on the way they are. They, they must change for whatever reason. And that's sad because you shouldn't wait until some dramatic event comes into your life. You should take charge of your life right where you sit in that very moment. As I said, don't wait for this moment to come up where, you know, you're going to, you know, ask for a raise at your job or start your own business or work on a new crossover on your on your, you know, on your fast break and a full court basketball or whatever, you know, new throwing technique or some jujitsu move that you're learning how to do. No, don't don't wait. Do it now. You know, take charge of your life and make that mind-body connection and fire them neurons up in your brain where you start creating new thinking patterns and, and uh, maximizing who you actually are. Taking that next step into living a truly fulfilled and self-realized life. And it's really sad that that's the case because, like I said, why wait? Why just waste away your whole life without realizing that somebody else is driving the bus and you're just a passenger? You know what? You get behind the wheel of that bus and turn it, you know, turn it in the direction that you need to go. Because, like I said, most people, they're, they're not living their own life. They're running a script from someone else and they're letting somebody else drive that bus when they need to be in that seat going in the direction that's going to create these new neurological patterns where their mind and body are in balance and they can, again, I keep repeating it, but it's it's really something that you want to look into. You want to become the best version of yourself that you possibly be and, uh, and then spread that to other people, you know, when you speak to them and let them know of these different things that you've learned. And that's where the knowledge comes in, you know, and the reading and, and uh, listening to the right speakers and reading the right books. That's why if you go back into my archives, I have some real rich information, speakers and books that I cover and topics that I cover. Again, uh, I'm Christian and Jesus is my savior, but I do cover a lot of different topics because if they're, if they're, as long as they're in accordance with natural law where it's not hurting anyone and it's good positive information and it's feeding the soul, then that's something that I'm going to put on the podcast. So go back and check out some of my older episodes and tell, you know, promote. I am mega, mega, mega shadow banned, you know, really bad. And that's cool. And one of the reasons I know is I'll look up podcasts that don't even rate. There's a way of doing it if you know how to go on the internet. You can see how a podcast is rating. And if they don't chart, like if you're in the top 200, you'll be on this chart. Actually, don't fall into that top 200 podcast. You're not going to chart on that. But if you are, you're going to see where you are. And I'll see a bunch of podcasts, like when you type in Alpha Male, 
Um, and I'll see a whole slew of podcasts that don't even chart. But when you go to Google or when you go to search for an alpha male podcast, they all come up before me, right? And I'm the 20th down the line but um, because I'm because I'm shadow banned because they're trying to keep this information away. I think part of the problem with my podcast is I just don't come out with conspiratorial stuff and negative, negative, negative. Yes, I speak truth and I speak what's really going on. But at the flip side of it, I try to give the balance or the yang, the yin and yang, the dualistic element of it with the positive and the, and the negative. So I come out with the positive and that's the thing that they're trying to suppress is the positivity that I put out because... It's very rare that I listen to a podcast where somebody comes out with uh, that information and uh, gives you both sides of it. I will say one podcaster that's coming out really strong, and that's Tinfoil Hat Sam Tripoli. He uh, he's the don of podcasting, man. I, I listen to him all the time, and I agree with pretty much most of what he he puts out there. Um, except I think he kind of gets into the well. Let me not get into the flat Earth stuff. That's that's something I, I don't even want to touch with a ten foot pole. But he, he comes out with the negative, but he also puts out some of the positive stuff, too. I think he has a podcast that's called Zero, and he puts out some really good information on that. So props to the OG, um, Sam Tripoli, on that uh, on that podcasting, especially that tinfoil hat. So you guys should, should go check that out. It's really, really, it's really good, man. It's fulfilling, you know. So go check out Sam Tripoli. So anyway, to keep moving forward, my question is, why wait to change your life? We can learn and change in a state of pain and suffering, which tends to be the human model, or we can learn and change in a state of joy and fulfillment and inspiration. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast, so it's motivational and inspirational. I also have promotional t-shirts if you go to my website alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com you can see the promotional t-shirts there reach out to me also if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast just reach out and see if I can get that done I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners which is great so I want to thank you for listening and namaste